The oldest inscription in the Latin language is engraved on the Lapis Niger, which is called the Black Rock. And this was discovered in 1899 in Rome. Now, this inscription is estimated to date back to 600 BC when Rome became Etruscanized in both language and culture. And when I say Etruscanized, I mean when the first Etruscan cities of the Roman Empire were founded. This inscription at Blackrock contains the word Rici, which is Latin for king. The first king of Rome was Romulus, and that is how the city got its name. Now, tradition holds that Romulus and Remus founded the original city of Palatine Hill in 753 BC. Romulus and Remus were twin brothers, and their story tells the events that led to the founding of the Roman kingdom, the Roman Empire. The twins were conceived by their mother Rhea and the god Mars. Now, Rhea was a vestal virgin. And this kind of ties into the story of the Immaculate Conception with Mary. Now, Greek mythology holds that King Amulus ordered the twins to die and be abandoned on the Tiber River. The twins were found suckling a she-wolf in the cave of Lupercal, and Shepherd Faustulus discovered the twins in a cave and saw that they had survived, and so he adopted them. The twins grew up unaware of their identity, but over time became strong leaders and very competitive with each other. Nobody knows how Remus died, but he was eventually killed, some say by his brother Romulus. And this parallels the story of Cain and Abel. Romulus went on to establish the city of Rome, its institutions, the government, the military, and religious traditions. He reigned as the first king for many years, and now the wolf that the twins were suckling was called the Capitoline Wolf, because this happened in the capital city of Rome, Italy. There are numerous statues that feature the Capitoline Wolf, with Romulus and Remus underneath her. The Latin phrase Caput Mundi is used to describe the capital of the world. Now, in ancient times, Caput Mundi was described as Rome, Jerusalem, and Constantinople, which is in Turkey, which is allegedly where, when the Roman Empire fell, they moved the capital to Constantinople, Turkey. Now, the phrase Novum Caput Mundi means new capital of the world. And this is described as London, the Vatican City, and Washington, D.C. Now, what's interesting is that Washington, D.C. was originally first named Rome and was once known as the Eternal City and Babylon, just like Rome. The Holy Bible features the word Babylon over 200 times. And this makes sense if you believe that the Bible is an allegorical history of the Greco-Roman Empire. Now, many scholars believe that Babylon is a cryptic name for Rome. The Book of Revelations, Protestant churches, and the papacy make references that the city of Rome is, in fact, Babylon. 
The whore of Babylon refers to the personification of power of the Roman Empire. In Revelation 17.9, it says Babylon sits on the seven hills. Depending on which version you read, it could read seven mountains. Now, the seven hills are Aventine, Caelian, Capitoline, Esquiline, Palatine, Quirinal, and Viminal. These are the seven hills of Rome. And now, in modern-day Rome, five of these seven hills are home to ancient parks, monuments, and buildings. The Capitol building that sits on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., was named by Thomas Jefferson in 1792. And the word capital comes from the Latin word capitolium, from the temple of Jupiter Optimus Maximus on Capitoline Hill in ancient Rome. The Capitol building in Washington, D.C. is home to the United States Congress, which is the legislative branch of the federal government. Now, in 1850, the building expanded, and that's when they added the dome on the top. Now, the dome was built to support the Statue of Freedom, which invokes the goddess Minerva, which is another nod to Rome, because that was one of their goddesses. Now, with the addition of the dome, it now resembles St. Peter's Basilica, which is the Roman church built by Constantine the Great in the 4th century. Now, if you look at these two buildings side by side, they look almost identical, and they're both white, and they both have the dome at the top. Now, the United States Capitol building has a crypt, which was designed to house the tomb of George Washington. And after his head and body were attempted to be stolen, they moved George's body to Mount Vernon, where he now rests with his wife, Martha. But the crypt was originally supposed to hold his tomb and now serves as a museum and contains one of the copies of the Magna Carta. It's also interesting that Babylon has been referred to as the Babylon system, just like Minos the Crete's man system or control matrix. Babylon system is BS. BS stands for bullshit. CBS, PBS, TBS all have BS. The UBS bank in Basel, Switzerland, more BS. And Bob Marley wrote the song Babylon System, blaming the church for everything wrong in the world and calling it a vampire. Speaking of Babylon, Aleister Crowley developed Thelema in the early 1900s which is centered around occult spiritual philosophy using chaos magic and Satanism. This religion is what influenced Scientology. And in Telema, the Scarlet Woman is known as Babylon, or the Mother of Abomination. Crowley admitted that he took the name from the Book of Revelation. And now speaking of chaos... The word chaos derives from the Greek word chaos, meaning abyss, emptiness, and infinite darkness. The motif, struggle against chaos, typically depicts a hero versus a serpent or dragon. 
And this goes back to the Battle of Horus and Set. So here are another few examples of chaos in history. In Hesiod's Theogony, chaos was the first thing to ever exist. At first, chaos came to be, and out of chaos came Gaia, Mother Earth, Arteris, the Abyss, and Eros, the creation of life and sex, otherwise known as Cupid. The Greco-Roman tradition of Orphism, which is Greek mystery religion, merged with Christianity, alchemy, and Renaissance magic, which created the magnum opus in early Greek alchemy. The first stage of producing the Philosopher's Stone was identified with chaos. The Philosopher's Stone is the alchemical practice of turning metals to gold and creating the elixir of life to achieve immortality. Now, another example is called Liber Chaos, which was written by Ramon Lull, and believed that the earth was chaos of the nomi, meaning the gnomes. And these gnome spirits move all around, unobstructed, like birds through the air or fish in the water. Chaos is simply the primordial state before creation. Chaos is complete disorder and confusion. Now, this reminds me of people who have taken DMT and they see the gnomes. Chaos in its early forms on Earth have been linked to the city of Kanya on the Greek island of Crete. The city of Kanya, which is spelled C-H-A-N-I-A, but it's spelled, it's pronounced Kanya, is where piracy began. Now, we're talking about the Greco-Roman Empire and the pirates. The pirates of Kanya would steal, loot, pillage, and murder. Now, according to Greek mythology, Minos the Crete was the first king of Crete who oversaw the ruling elite and the pirates and was the first person to create a navy. Now, the name Kanya translates to a place for nomads or pirates. Kanya sounds like Kanye. Kanye West, chaos. And now some con lexicon. Construct, conceal, conflict, confusion, conquer, contract, contagion, confiscate, confront, consequence, contradict, confine, conduit, conspiracy, the cons, piracy, republican, the pirates, these pirates were seamen, and these ships were called clippers, the clipper ships. I find it interesting that many of the mascots we have in sports all go back to the Greco-Roman Empire, like the clippers, the pirates, and the buccaneers. And the buccaneers is another word for pirate. Buccaneer comes from the word bucan, meaning to hunt or kill. And this is where we get the word barbecue, the pirates of Barbary. And of course, when you look at a pirate flag, their symbol is the skull and bones, which they call the Jolly Roger. And this symbol is used on flags in the military, specifically the Navy, just like Minos the Crete's Navy. 
the Skull and Bones. And another mascot are the Raiders, and that's another word for pirate. Now, the nautical science that Minos the Crete used with his navy was based on the stars. And this is where we get sailing jargon like starboard, steer, stern, ship, and row. Now, these were the seamen. It's also where we get the word seamen because these men impregnated the women and spread their seed as they traveled the sea. And another crazy connection is that the word con, by definition, means to guide a ship. So these men who were out at sea, conning their ships, they were rowing their boats. Like row, row, row your boat. The Roman. This is where we get the word Roman. And these Roman were worshipped by conning their warships. We get the word worship from warship. Heroes. It's where we get the word heroes. The Roman rode their warships and were worshipped. The Romans were heroes. And the idiom, all roads lead to Rome, has a double meaning because all of the science, technology, and military applications of the Roman Empire were created on the island of Rhodes. And the island of Rhodes is next to the island of Crete. Now, the island of Rhodes is shaped like the tip of a spear, and the weapon of choice by the Romans was a spear. And you're probably familiar with the term Rhodes Scholar. Now, a Rhodes Scholar, this is a scholarship for people attending the University of Oxford in the United Kingdom. Rhodes Scholars are nicknamed the tip of the spear, just like the island of Rhodes. And the word rose, like the flower, derives from rhodos. To be under the rose means to have taken a pledge of secrecy. The word sub rosa means to be done in secret. The CIA logo features a compass rose. And the national flower of Britain and the United States is the rose. Now, in 2022, Britney Spears, Spear, married a Persian named Sam Asghari. And she has been posting bizarre videos of herself dancing naked in the shower and in her mansion. Um, it's just extremely inappropriate for a mother of two teenage boys to be doing that. Not to mention, she looks drugged half the time. She doesn't even look like her real self. Um, she's also posting, she has this secret project that she calls Project Rose, and she's always using rose emojis for nearly everything. She also has a perfume, which is called Rose Fantasy. Like, there is no doubt Britney Spears is a slave, still, a high-profile bloodline asset under a pledge of secrecy. Now, what's really bizarre about Britney is that in 2005, at the height of her career, she planned to release an album called Original Doll, but it never saw the light of day. And it was rumored to have been written and recorded by Spears outside of her recording studio contract. 
And on this album featured a song called Mona Lisa, which tells the story of a girl who had been replaced by a clone. Now what's even weirder is that on December 30th, 2004, Britney Spears made a surprise appearance at a Los Angeles radio station, KISFM, to premiere the demo of her song Mona Lisa. And before she said anything, she warned the listeners to not have a breakdown and that she wanted this to be her next single. And the radio station played her song and rumors started swirling that this event got Britney in major trouble with her label, Jive Records. Now the album, Original Doll, was never released. And the lyrics of Mona Lisa changed from she's been cloned to she's been gone. Now, we all know the tale of Brittany and her father, the handler, and her bizarre conservatorship that she had with him for 13 years. You know, Brittany is also a member of Club 33 at Disney, which is basically access to a VIP lounge at all Disney resorts, so they say. Now, the Club 33 logo is gold and black and features the Fleur de Lis symbol which derives from the Frankish-German Angon, which is a type of javelin spear used by the Roman armies of the Roman Empire. The entrance to all of Club 33's feature six roses. And it's interesting that the fleur de lis is also used by the French nobility, and the Mona Lisa painting is owned by the French Republic due to it being purchased by King Francis of France. And it's been sitting at the Louvre in France since 1797. Now the nickname of the Mona Lisa is Femme Fatale. Britney Spears named her seventh album Femme Fatale. Now, what's even crazier is I discovered that Britney Spears' ancestry goes all the way back to the Maltese people on the island of Malta, the Knights of Malta, and the Roman Catholics. Britney Spears is a Roman Catholic, and another family name on her mother's side is Portel, which when you just say it normally sounds like portal, portal, and means door. Now, in 2004, the same year Britney went to the radio station, she was in a Pepsi commercial with Beyonce and Pink. Now, what I find to be interesting is in this commercial, it is the bread and circus. It's inside the Colosseum in Rome. Britney Spears, the princess of pop. Beyonce, the queen bee. And Pink, pop royalty. Okay? They sang the song, We Will Rock You by Queen. This is no coincidence, not to mention that Beyonce directly ascends from Acadian French leaders known as Joseph Broussard and Jean-Vincent de Abadi de Saint-Castin. And her ancestry goes all the way to the Roman prov province of Gallia Narbonensis. Now, Pink was born Alicia Moore and descends from the Goths of the Roman Empire. She is an Ashkenazi Jew, and this bloodline is prominent due to her mother's side. So when you see these celebrities in these commercials and they're dressed like 
Roman Empire princesses. There's always another meaning. Now, Britney Spears has an album called Circus, which is a company of performers who entertain, dating back to the times of the bread and circus of the Roman Empire. That is the definition. Britney's last album is called Glory and derives from the Latin word gloria, meaning fame. The word glory also means majesty of outward appearance, pride, vanity, to boast, and to vaunt. Now, the Knights of Malta, who originally were called the Knights of Rhodes, were driven out of Rhodes in 1530, and that is when they received their own island and became the island of Malta. This is where Britney Spears' ancestry goes back to. Now, the island of Malta has an umbrella festival every year, and this is supposed to be symbolic because the umbrella is a symbol of protection. The word umbrella derives from the word umbella, meaning to protect. And the word umbra, which comes from the word umbella, is Latin for shadow or darkness. Now, what's even crazier is that the family who started the Jesuits, the House of Farnese, their current descendant who is on the world stage is Prince Carlo of the House of Bourbon. Now, Prince Carlo was or still is a member of Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago. Prince Carlo's wife, Camilla, is a dame of Malta, which is a female knight of Malta, and she works for the Umbra Institute. Now remember, Umbra means darkness. Now Camilla, who's married to Prince Carlo, has a project called Pigota, which means ragdoll. A ragdoll is defined as a hopeless creature. Now anytime I hear that these elites are working with children and their name is connected to the word shadow or darkness, it totally creeps me out. Now, Princess Camilla, who is working for the Umbra Institute, coincidentally, her father was the man who started the global defense contracting company called Leonardo, and their logo is a red and white umbrella. The Knights of Malta flag is red and white, and if you take a red and white umbrella and flatten it out and look above it, it looks like the logo of the Knights of Malta. Now, this is the logo of Princess Camilla's father's defense contracting company. Now, this defense company was bought out by Vanguard. Vanguard. <laughs> okay. And what's even crazier is that Prince Carlo and Camilla, their last name is Rainier. Keith Rainier is the ex-leader of Nixium and is related to these people. Keith Rainier chose the name Nexium because a Nexium is a person pledging services as collateral for a debt. A Nexium is a slave of a debt bondage system based on the principles from the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. Keith's assistant was Nancy Salzman, who was known as the Prefect. Okay, do you know who else had the name Prefect on the world stage? Nelson Mandela. Why? Because he studied Roman law in college. That's a Prefect. 
Why was Nancy Salzman named a prefect? Okay, now Nelson Mandela was also a Knight of Malta. And Nelson Mandela created a secret assassin group based on the Jesuits called the MK. The MK. Okay, MK makes me think of MK Ultra, and it's also the acronym for Malta Knight. Now, before Mandela died, he started a foundation called the Mandela Rhodes Foundation. Rhodes. <laughs> now, speaking of the Rhodes Scholarship, Bill Clinton is a Rhodes Scholar, and there is a woman named Bryce Taylor who was part of Project Monarch and was a sex slave for presidents and was used as a human computer for Henry Kissinger. Now, she wrote a book called Thanks for the Memories, and it's actually free online for anybody that wants to search for it and find this book. It's crazy. Um, but she has a chapter about Bill and Hillary Clinton, and she claims that she was forced to have sex with Bill Clinton but described it as being odd and bizarre because he acted like a woman. And he's, and Bryce Taylor also said that Bill Clinton liked to cross dress and that for Halloween, he would dress up like the Statue of Liberty. Now, the Colossus of Rhodes was a statue of the Greek sun god Helios and is now one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. It was as tall as the Statue of Liberty in the United States, and the Statue of Liberty was modeled after the Colossus of Rhodes. Google Colossus of Rhodes, Statue of Liberty. They look exactly the same. So you've got Bill Clinton, a Rhodes Scholar, cross-dressing like the Colossus of Rhodes. And what's interesting is that the Colossus of Rhodes and the Statue of Liberty both hold the eternal flame that symbolizes the everlasting power of Rome. And it's a sentiment that Rome will never burn out. Now, Lady Liberty, Statue of Liberty, she's also holding the Tabula Ansata, which is the book of the imperial cult of Rome. This is one of the, this is like the first ancient cult of the Roman Empire and the Statue of Liberty that stands... <laughs> in America, is holding this book. What does that tell you? When Bill Clinton was elected president by Henry Kissinger, not the American people, uh, Bill Clinton was interviewed by Time Magazine and was photographed in the Oval Office, and he is standing there holding his hands out in a Masonic gesture of admiration. And in his left hand, he is holding a single red rose. Now, all roads lead to Rome can be taken literally and figuratively because all roads do lead to Rome. Roads. And in other words, military applications, technology, and science that were used by the Roman Empire were all developed on the island of Rhodes. Rhode Island a state in the United States, was one of the first 13 original colonies. Rhode Island is also home to the Naval War College, and their motto is victory by sea power. 
Like the ancient island of Rhodes, this college serves as the primary education for the United States Navy for naval maritime warfare. The United States Special Operations Command, known as the USSOC, is called the tip of the spear, and their logo is a spear. Now, Camilla Rainier, who's married to Prince Carlo, has an Instagram account, and I did follow her. I don't anymore, but when I did, I took note that she has pictures of herself um, with mostly men, like very powerful men, no women. Um, some of these men are Bill de Blasio, Donald Trump, Bill Gates, Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Douglas, Elton John, Kobe Bryant before he died, Buzz Aldrin, King Charles, and Pope Francis. So it makes me question, you know, what is Camilla doing with all these powerful men? You know, what is her role on the world stage? And she is a hidden figure. People do not know of this woman. Now, she also spoke at the United Nations in 2012 and presented a letter on behalf of the Royal House of Bourbon and vowed to help in any pandemic or emergency. Okay, this was in 2012. You know, because after all, Rome wasn't built in a day, meaning the secret it takes a long time to do an important job. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is um, the fasces bundle, which is another huge symbol of ancient Rome. Now, fasces comes from the Latin word fascist, meaning bundle, and the image is a bundle of wooden rods, including an axe, with the blade emerging. Now, if we go back to the Proto-Indo-European civilization, which were the people that came from Turkey and started the Roman Empire, their word basco means bundle. So the fascist symbol goes all the way back to the Etruscan civilization in Italy and was passed down to the Roman Empire to symbolize the government's power and jurisdiction. The bundle was used to inflict corporal punishment. Now, this was a reality. It was used as a weapon, the fascist bundle. And then during the Roman Empire, the fascist bundle became the symbol for fear and psychological terror, kind of like how the mask became the symbol for fear during COVID and psychological terror. So the fascist symbol has survived and is thriving all over the world. And it symbolizes collective power and governance. And the wood is bound together by red leather, which symbolizes blood. Now, the fascist bundle's earliest archaeological remains were discovered by a guy named Isidoro Falci in 1897, dating back to 630 BC. Now, this is around the time they discovered the, the Black Rock. And this period coincides with Rome's fifth king, who was Lucius Precus. Okay, and this symbol was described by the ancient kings of Rome dating back to the imperial periods. Now, during the Roman Renaissance, um, especially the men who could read Latin, became experts on the fasces and the powerful effects it had within the city. 
and by the mid-1500s, Pope Clement VIII started assimilating the fascist symbol on many things that would otherwise be unknown to Romans. So it was through these papal bloodlines that kept the fascist bundle symbology very strong. And then there were cardinals that used the fascist bundle on their coat of arms. They were used on seals and flags. And by the mid-17th century, the fascist was now revitalized and used throughout Europe as a statement of government. And then the fascist made its way to France during the French Revolution, which was before the American Revolution. And then in 1789, the fascist symbol was associated heavily with the French people. And what's even crazier is that on the seal of the United States, it features two fascist bundles and the Figurian hat. Figurian hat. Now, the Figurian cap or hat, it's spelled P-H-R-Y-G-I-A-N, Figurian cap. Now, it's a little red hat. It looks like the hat of Santa Claus. Why? Because Santa Claus wears the Figurian cap. Okay, who else wears this hat? Papa Smurf. Louis of France, the Statue of Liberty, the Roman goddess Liberty, and Columbia. Okay, this Figurian cap, also worn by the three wise men of the Bible. This cap goes back to the Persian Empire. These caps are historically red, which symbolizes the color of the Persian Empire. Now, it's the same as the red shoes you see the popes wear. This is the Persian Empire. You know, the Roman Catholic cardinals wear red robes. This goes back to the Persian Empire. The fascist bundle has red leather. The people of Kabbalah wear the red bracelets. Now, the Figurian cap means capstone of the earth, and it can be found on 14 flags worldwide, paintings, statues, coins, flags, coats of arms, seals, so many things. Now, the fascist bundle and the swastika became symbols for propaganda of authoritarian and totalitarian governments. And the first symbol was a combination of the fascist bundle and the swastika. Go Google that. Looks crazy. Now, most fascist movements started during the Greco-Roman Empire and were adopted by the Germans. And in 1919, the Italian fascist movements wore black military uniforms and were nicknamed the Black Shirts, and their logo featured a black star and a fascist bundle. Now, the National Fascist Party was created by Benito Mussolini and ruled until the fall of the fascist regime in 1943 and was dissolved at the end of World War II. This is not that long ago. Now, Mussolini's regime was praised by Winston Churchill, Sigmund Freud, Thomas Edison, and many others. And meanwhile, you know, Hitler started the Nazi Party, which is basically the same thing, the National Socialist German Workers' Party, bearing the swastika and the eagle. These are all signs of the Persian Empire. And the famous Hitler salute did not originate in Germany and did not originate with Hitler. The fascist salute, where it's the one arm raised pointing at the sky, this goes all the way back 
to the 17th century, okay? Now, in the United States, the Pledge of Allegiance was first known as the Bellamy Salute, created by Francis Bellamy in 1892. Now, Francis Bellamy believed in the absolute separation of church and state. And purposefully, when he wrote the Pledge of Allegiance, did not include the phrase under God. Bellamy was a socialist, and in 1893, the World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago was actually used to promote Bellamy's Pledge of Allegiance to sell flags, and it was declared at the World's Columbian Exposition to be an official program in United States schools. That was actually one of the reasons why they had the exposition in Chicago, was to introduce the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, if you Google American school kids in like 1900, you'll see classrooms and groups of kids doing the Nazi salute. Okay, it's crazy. Now, during World War II, the salute was replaced with the hand over the heart gesture um, because President Eisenhower thought that it resembled the Nazis and communism. Um, so he also, President Eisenhower also encouraged Congress to add the words under God back into the Pledge of Allegiance. And what's interesting is the 14th degree of Freemasonry um, does the fascist salute. And the sign of the hand over the heart in Freemasonry represents a reminder of the Masonic obligation of silence. Now, this is called the devil's paw or the lion's paw when you put your hand over your heart. Now, within the Illuminati structure, the Freemason initiate is taught to devote his whole heart to the secret chiefs, okay? To dedicate his life to the goals of Satan and his demons. That is literally verbatim what they say. Now, what's interesting is Aesop, who was another Greek writer who wrote, you know, the famous Aesop's fables, wrote a fable called The Old Man and His Sons, or otherwise known as The Bundle of Sticks. And the moral is that there is strength in unity, symbolized by the fascist bundle. And the story's artwork shows an old man holding a fascist bundle. And just like Plato and Socrates, Aesop inspired the Roman Empire. And the fascist bundle is still seen all over the world if you are looking for it. The fascist bundle is mostly prominent in France and Washington, D.C. It's in federal buildings and statues. Um, it's featured on coat of arms, flags, seals, statues, emblems for police forces, royal castles, fraternities, sororities, and paintings. And it is even on the tomb of Mussolini. And that is all for me today. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope you learned something and I will see you very soon.